Welcome to Two Men On, ladies and gentlemen. 110%. Kill the cards. Oh, what yeah, I remember that one. Tell where you are. I was telling you suck. You know what? I, I quit. I really quit. <laughs> the Kwame Brown of fantasy baseball. I love enough somebody to say that. Wayne Grove Party Con, right? Yeah. You're ready this already. <laughs> Which two men are on? T-M-O, baby. That's hot. BDO Weekend 2011, coming to Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, PA. Johnny Holmes, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I am awesome. Hey, thanks for setting that up for us. What can you tell us about Citizens Bank Park? Oh, well, it's uh, home of the 2008 World Champions. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a complete uh, different place than, than our old stadium, obviously, uh, Veterans Stadium. Um that was a dump. <laughs> this is like open. It's friendly. It's like friendly. No way. I mean, this is Philly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it really is. <laughs> it is Philly, <laughs> and it's friendly, and it's a whole lot of other f words. <laughs> and um, what can I say? Uh, we've been to a lot of games, Kristen and I. I know Owens and Chris have probably been there as well. Uh, I think everyone's going to enjoy it. Uh, we've actually got a suite set up for us this year. Um, there's going to be plenty to do. I'm hoping the whole weekend gets planned with, uh, I don't know, things we could all do together, dinners, um, you know, events outside of the stadium. And uh, I, I'm really excited. It, with so many people, it's going to be epic. That's awesome. That's awesome. Welcome to TMO, guys. <laughs> Happy to be back on the air. And uh, yeah, just uh, really excited about about this year's event in, in July, uh, July 23rd, I believe is the date that we'll all be there in Philly, and it's looking like we'll have a um, a really really good crowd. I think we have what something like 13 that are confirmed at this point, with several more I believe that are uh, you know looking hard at making plans to be there. Um, I have little doubt that we'll fill the suite at this point. So yeah, it's just really cool that you guys can set that up for us, and I think it's. As you said, it's really going to be an epic time. It's uh, well worth uh, all the effort because uh, this this is really like my favorite time of the year when we can all get together. Um, it's it's so much better than just chatting over uh, a message or or even on the <clears throat> excuse me on the phone with you. Um, it's it's like a whole different thing and and the camaraderie we have. Uh, I can't wait for all the new guys to show up. It's uh, it's really really cool. We have a great time. Excellent. Okay, guys, coming up later on today's show, the first ever exclusive interview with Mavericks GM Mike Owens. But first, we glance at each division in the Black Diamond League on the eve of our opening day in 2011, the BDL's seventh season. Johnny, let's go right into the South Division. Um, in my opinion, really one of the biggest stories of the year in the BDL this year <coughs> will be the South Division and the fact that three of our four uh, rookie managers um, 
are in the south and you know I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out absolutely I think <clears throat> the entire division is up for grabs um, I kind of have an idea who I think will finish first and an idea who I think will finish last but uh, um, it's it's all up in the air at this point yeah it, it really is and um, yeah I, I guess we should just uh, pause for a second to just give a shout out to our new guys uh, you know, uh, three uh, or three or four, really, I should say, rookies that, that, that we have this year. I'm kind of sort of still including uh, Mike Owens there. I know he was around for uh, the majority of last season. I don't remember exactly when he came on board last year. But anyway, we have four guys uh, who in 2011 will have their first full season in the BDL, that being Owens, um, Chris, Scott, and Kevin. And uh, really glad to have you guys on board, and we're looking forward to, to everything this year. And I trust you guys will enjoy the festivities as much as uh, as much as all of our veterans uh, do every year. But uh, just just getting into into what we uh, what we see here in the South Division in terms of how things are going to turn out, um, we'll just take turns, I guess. Here, Johnny. Personally, myself, I have the Rebels uh, again winning this division. They, I think, the team really bought some time with the additions of Holiday and Ramirez this offseason, Though I really didn't like them losing Longoria, uh, I think that's going to be a big hit long term. Um, finishing second, and this is where it gets a lot muddier, I do have the Mavs. I love the uh, additions of Cano and Howard and uh, to a lesser extent Worth. Um, losing Wayne, Wayne Wright, of course, a really big blow for the, for the club. Um, in third place, really a big question mark for this year, the Beers, um, formerly the Falcons. It's going to be very interesting to see what Chris can do with that squad, a former back-to-back -back title squad. And, and um, you know, it, it, I think it's going to be one of the bigger stories of the year is seeing whether that team can continue its streak of playoff appearances under new management. And number four, I've got to put the Panthers um, more than anything because I think Scott is still kind of feeling his way through the process here. And I'm just not really sure what to expect at this point from the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I hope he kind of uses um, our broadcast and uh, the uh, Stuck in the Ivy guys as kind of motivation. I love his energy when he's on the boards. I'm going to go backwards 4-1 to one and start with the Panthers. Um, I really love his confidence. I do. It's just I, I don't know that his team has quite the makeup yet to, uh, to perform in a weekly um, the way this league kind of works. It's a lot of average players. Um, his lineup, I, I don't, I don't mind his lineup so much, but <clears throat> the pitching is very average. It's not as if he has a ton of it, and um, you know, I just think that'll probably hold him back, even in, even in that division. Uh, I'm gonna combine two and three and call the Mavericks and the Beers 2.5 <laughs> because I can't choose between either of them. I, had Wainwright stayed healthy, I probably would have given the Mavericks the edge. But uh, I think <clears throat> if either one of them makes, you know, a pretty significant move uh, during the season, um, they they have a good shot at the division. I think. Uh, and number one, because looking at it today, the way the rosters are set up, I, I gotta go with the Rebels. <clears throat> He's been here before. He's got the depth, the pitching depth, and um, he upgraded with Holiday and didn't take. I know Longoria is Longoria, but uh, I, I'm thinking he's expecting, you know, relatively good things out of Ramirez at third, and, um, you know, you can't um, 
you know, ever uh, forget about Mark. So uh, I'm going to give him the edge in that division. Yeah, Johnny, I, I agree with you completely regarding your assessment of, of the number uh, numbers two and three there in the South Division with the Mavs and Beers being such a close call. I think we're going to see if we can segue into the North Division now. Really the same thing with the uh, uh, numbers two and three in that division. Um, of course, I'm just going to go ahead and get number one out of the way. I don't think there's any question the Killer Car Company are going to wrap up that division again. Um, you know, not a whole not a whole lot to say there, not a whole lot to add. The, the team is still very strong, and uh, I think it's really a, a one-division race in that regard. But we could definitely see a wild card come out of the North Division this year. And I, this, the 2-3 the standings race there between the, the Wallabies and the Amish Brotherhood, I think, is, is going to be very epic. Um, as far as number two, I do have the Wallabies penciled in, uh, in in that slot for this year. I love the addition of Brandon Phillips. Um, as for the Amish, you know, it's always hard to tell. They're, Joe has high aspirations, ex expectations, I should say, every year for the club, and something always seems to go wrong. But uh, it, it's going to be very close. That's going to be really, you know, one to watch and and should provide a lot, a lot of entertainment there. Um, number four... I don't really know what's going on with the double downs. No offense to Kevin, but um, Boston is is rolling out as few. And I don't I don't know if everybody has really paid attention to this, but they're 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 rolling out as few as four pitchers that are currently in a major league rotation. Um, that's a big problem for the double downs, and they're, they're going to have difficulty meeting the um, minimum in, innings limit every week. You know, much less competing for this division, Johnny. Yeah, well, correct. Uh, can you clarify the minimum innings pitched? Uh, I thought we kind of did away with that. Uh, no, we we did not. As as a matter of fact, it's it's every, everyone is required to hit thirty innings uh, per week every mm. week. Uh, there's no direct <coughs> penalty if you do not reach that, though. There's just a general understanding that. Um, if you do not, if it becomes a problem, um, then you know steps are going to have to be taken to to resolve to resolve the problem um, administratively. And oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's a gentleman gentlemanly thing, more or less, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, if I'm going backwards in our division again, I think uh, I think I'm probably going to start with the double downs. Um, I like the addition of Kevin to the league. I mean, he's he's a great guy to talk to. Um, all his comments on the board are fantastic. I think it is the pitching that is going to keep him from doing much this year. Yep. And I know he's building. I know <clears throat> we did a, like a, a four-for-one uh, pitching deal where, where he got like four young minor league guys. Um, and I, I really like his system. Uh, but this year, uh, clear four, in my opinion. Um, again, two, three, like you said, very close. I think they're closer to one than they are to four. Uh, any one of us could probably win that division, I'm thinking, and I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't win it this year. Um, <clears throat> I kind of try to shore up my rotation, but there's been a lot of injuries there, so, uh, you know, those those two guys, their teams are, are better than last year, and they were close relatively close last year um, if I had to choose I might go that's tough that's tough neither one makes a whole lot of in-season moves um, 
I will go Amish uh, based on the fact that all his pitchers are studs, I believe, and they've got another year in his be in their under their belt. So if he even adds one or two more somewhere along the line, I think he's he's as close to winning the division as I am. Um, and for now, I will put myself at the top um, until something happens. We'll see. Well, for what it's worth, um, Vegas does have uh, the Amish winning 10 more games on the year than the Wallabies. I don't particularly agree with um, that projection myself. But that is what Vegas has, and, you know, it, it really could go either way. And as you say, neither uh, neither manager makes a lot of in-season uh, uh, moves. But I, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling this might be um, – an exception to, to that this year. Um, it's going to be very tight between those two especially, and yes, they are closer to, to one than they are four. Um, however, I believe that the killer cars are the uh, clear-cut uh, uh, number one team in that division still. But um, the, the closeness between the Wallabies and Amish in the standings this year I, th I think may spur some more activity uh, than we're used to seeing from those two clubs. Uh, Johnny, how about you move us on into the East Division? All right, we'll move into the East Division, and uh, right away I will say um, I agree with Craig. Um, I'm stuck in the Ivy, just finished it last night. Uh, Mike is playing possum. He's got what I think is probably the second-best team in the league. He's going to win the division, uh, may win the championship this year, although this isn't a championship prediction um, cast. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, so, yeah, he's playing possum. You know, I like the epidemic for what they've done. Um, they're just, they're kind of, I don't like their depth is what I don't like, especially in the starting pitching side. Um, although they did shore up, I think, their closer situation, so I will keep them at two. Uh, I think the generals are pretty close to the Bulldogs, um, but Craig does have the pitching, and he seems very much in a win-now mode where you're... Uh, more or less uh, looking towards the future, as you've stated on the boards. So I will give the dogs uh, third place uh, with the generals coming out uh, in fourth, very strong fourth. Yeah, make make no uh, make no mistake about it. Um, <clears throat> Michael of, of the Rockets has had the single best offseason league wide. There's no doubt about that at all. The additions of Braun, Cruz, etc. I'm, I'm not even sure they need Kendra Morales to be healthy. To, to win a championship this year. Um, just such a great, great club. Uh, depth, everywhere you look almost. Um, can't really say uh, enough good about the Rockets. Uh, the clear number one favorite in the East this year. Uh, number two, sure, the epidemic, no doubt there. Um, the team really added a lot of big value in that trade with Parkview several weeks ago. And, you know, some depth, Beckett, uh, Reynolds, Vlad. But I just, you know, I... I can't help but feel that it's it's probably a little too late for the epidemic right now. They, they've just been leapfrogged by the Rockets. And, um, yeah, moving on down to number three, my rankings in the East do mirror yours, uh, Johnny. I have the Bulldogs. Craig, with his, you know, off-season project here, hasn't taken very long to prove he's a, he's a class GM in this league. You know, um, the additions of Ellsbury already, Halliday, et cetera. Um, and then, of course, number four, I do have the Gotham City Generals. I agree. <laughs> um, let's, uh, you want to move over to the West Division? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, 
I think the damage are going to win the West. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, they seem to be pretty good. <laughs> Might be the greatest team in BDL history. Uh, have just as good a chance, if not a better chance, I guess, than uh, the Rockets of, of winning the title this year. Um, Bill, I, I really like the way you build your team. There's just not a whole lot to talk about because you're so good. Um, I hope that feels good to hear because I don't have a whole lot else. You're just that good. Um, secondly, I'm actually going to go... Uh, I'm actually going to go... This is tough. I'm going to go Elevation because he constantly, constantly works on his team. And he's constantly picking up that other pitcher. Constantly, um, you know... He's a team where you look at the town and, and you say it's not that much different than, uh, you know, Parkview, right? Uh, but he, he could be Parkview 10-0 because he works that hard. And um, uh, I like I like Brian's team. He's got talent oozing out the seams of, the, of uh, his roster. Um, it might be the right time to, to package that together and make a move, but I haven't seen that inclination from him yet. Um, and the Wu, I think they're actually better than uh, uh, the prognosticators are saying. Those those three teams at the bottom could probably finish in any order, but I will leave the Wu at the bottom for now until they make that move. Um, they just recently said on Stuck in the Ivy that uh, it's more long term for them, so I'm going to give that. Uh, I'm going to factor that into the equation. <laughs> We're going to drive poor Scott to suicidal tendencies, I fear. But, uh, sorry, buddy. Um, <clears throat> I have the West playing out just a, a little differently, but not not really. As you say, two, three, and four are very interchangeable in this division. I mean, what can you say about the damage? You know, uh, just such a great team. And, you know, the, the defending two-time BDL champs just so happened to add Evan Longoria to start for them <laughs> at third base this offseason. Uh, going into 2011 as they chase a three-peat. And uh, just such, such a solid squad from top to bottom. I, I just, you know, it's it's hard to see more than, you know, one or two teams that we've already discussed really giving them much of a run. But, you know, we'll see. Baseball is a fickle sport, and you just never know. But moving into two, I actually have the cramps penciled in. Um, I think their youth movement should um, probably start to pay off for the first time this year. Uh since that club was last rebuilt. Um, number three, Elevation, and four, Woo. So we we are similar, but uh, a little different there, Johnny. And uh, yeah, I, I do agree that um, uh, the Woo is definitely a better squad this year than last. I, I, I can't really put a finger on, on exactly how much better. Um, you know, better than 71.5 wins, I, I do believe. Uh, as Vegas has projected, but but we'll see. Speaking of Vegas, Johnny, let's reveal our 2011 Vegas bets. Everybody's making their bets Absolutely. on the board, and I thought it'd be a good time to to use the the show here to to announce ours for the year, and uh, we'll see where they go. Uh, for me, particularly, I've got 300 on the Beers winning more than 74.5 games. I have 300 on the Wallabies winning more than 107 and a half games. 200 on the Double Downs over 61 and a half. I actually have 
100 on the cars under 126 and a half and that's mostly due to the north really tightening up this year i think and i also have a hundred dollars on the damage under 148 and a half hmm. okay you think uh, everyone's going to be in the middle of the pack this year <laughs> you got the over on the double downs and the under on the damage so um we agree on on the cars i'm taking the under on the cars um I'm taking the over on the elevation over 89 and a half. I'm going to take the over on the woo. Like I said, I, I do think they're closer, but they're thinking more long term. Over 71 and a half. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm taking the under on the Panthers at 81 and a half. Ooh, that's 200. Hard. That's rough. His first three bets were for 100. Panthers under 81 and a half for 200. And. I'm going to squeeze the possum a bit. Uh, 500 Rockets over 118 and a half. <laughs> okay, Johnny, thanks. Earlier this week, um, Johnny had a chance to sit down with Mike Owens of the Crystal River Mavericks. So let's throw it on over to Johnny right now and uh, see what's on Mike's mind. Thanks, Scotty. So, Owens, you've been around the BDL for close to nine months now. Do you think you would ever want to manage a team of your own in a competitive league like this? Wait, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Uh, we'll get to the Stuck in the Ivy boys in a minute. Uh, well, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Who are you, and what the hell do you want with the BDL? Well, as you guys know, uh, my name is Mike Owens, the manager of the Crystal River Mavericks. I live in Philadelphia. I'm a huge sports fan. Besides for that, my hobbies are basically eating and drinking. So if there's any way to combine all three of those, I'm usually having a good time. Um, I have a girlfriend for four years. Her name's Blair. Um, that's about it. It's who I am. And let's see, your second question was, what do I want with the BDL? Well, I guess what I wanted with the BDL was I wanted to join a fantasy baseball league that was a keeper league. I saw John constantly on his, his computer when we both worked at Aramark together. And, it seemed, and the league seemed like a really good competitive league. After hours, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it was fun getting in a league. I guess I had the minor league talent and stuff like that. I, I guess uh, during my interview process with Scotty, I told him I didn't know anything about the minor leagues, but I've since grown to learn a lot about the minor leagues and a lot more about baseball. So what did I want with the BDL? Uh, you know, I to join a, a fantasy baseball league, I guess, that, uh, that incorporated all aspects of running a baseball team. Great. Um, I'm actually going to just jump right into <clears throat> one of the bigger moves you made, and that's getting uh, the big piece. Um, you got Howard for your team. Um, what did that mean? What did that mean for you? And uh, is that a, a sign that you'll be repping the two one five pretty hard in the BDL? Well, that trade. Uh, I wasn't actually seeking out Howard. I uh, I, I felt like I had some good depth at first base, but. When I was approached with the trade offer, I, I, I was uh, there was two trades I had going on at the time, the Cano and the Howard. So I told myself, if I could pull the trigger on both of these trades, I was willing to leverage my minor league squad and make the my major league squad a little bit more competitive going forward. So I did pull both pieces off. Um, surprisingly, I'm not like a huge, huge Howard fan. He strikes out a little bit too much for me. But since he's a Philly, I still owe him the death, and uh, I welcome him to the Mavericks. 
So will I be representing them two one five hard? Uh, when they were scoring about ten runs a game, yes, I was willing to accept any of those players. But the fact now that the team's pretty banged up, I don't know what really is going to go on offensively. Pitching's going to be great, but uh, you heard Chase is coming back in May, right? Uh, it's all going to be it's you, all going to be fine. You wish. Uh, no, I did not hear that. I, I, <coughs> as a Phils fan, I wish I heard that. But um, hey, if, if if there's a player available on the Philly squad that I think has some fantasy value, I'm going to pull the trigger. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of big pieces, um, let's go back to the team you took over and and when you looked at that team, what what your initial plan was. Um, I remember when Scotty sent over the roster before I uh, got in the league, and I was thinking, I don't know how this team's ever going to win a championship. Now, <laughs> I, I began researching those minor league players, and I found I had some, some pretty good talent in the minor leagues, but definitely not in the majors that I think that team was ready to win a championship. So I began selling some of the pieces that I thought guys were like at the end of their careers, Brett Myers, Kuroda. I mean, guys that I thought had some fantasy value now. Guys that were in the playoff race last year that they maybe could help them out. But I just knew they weren't going to be around long enough to help me win a championship. So I sold some of those pieces off. I, I wanted to bring in some pitching, which I did with Wainwright and uh, Hughes. Unfortunately, Wainwright got hurt. Ha, ha, ha. But, uh, <laughs> so I want to revamp the team a little bit and try to get it more to how I, I wanted my team. What I thought it would take to win a fantasy baseball championship. I tried to put my print on it, but uh, there's still a lot more work to do. Yeah, well, speaking of the Wainwright <laughs> issue, um, yeah, it looks like you you took that team and were thinking definitely not a uh, 2010, possibly 11, 12 is what you were gearing up for, um, and then you started making these moves with Howard and Wainwright and like you said, Cano. Um, <clears throat> question from a former BB, excuse me, BDL Ripken winner. Um, you know, it looked like you were fully going to go for it this year. Uh, what? What did the Wainwright injury do to change your strategy, or if at all? Well, is this from uh, Mike? <laughs> What's up, Mike? <laughs> um, let's see here. The, the Wainwright injury definitely uh, crushed my hopes, I think, for this 2011 season. I uh, Making some of that moves, I want to become more competitive and more relevant on a year-by-year basis. So I, I hope I can put my team in a position where every year we're kind of like a contender. Mm. Um I don't want to leverage it. I didn't want to leverage the team too much, as I could have done maybe to get like Braun, a couple other guys were available to me. So I felt though that if I could get enough pieces now and still have enough pieces on the farm system, I could be competitive year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Eagles. <laughs> exactly like the Eagles. Hopefully that can bring home the championship though. So, but Wayne Wright crushed me. Hopefully he's back <laughs> next year, and then things get a lot more competitive for the Mavericks in the uh, 2012 season. You hear that? Uh... Scott and uh, Chris and Mark, this this man is devastated now that uh, Wainwright is out. Just keep that in mind. I think he was actually my best player on my team. <clears throat> yeah, there's something to be said for that. So, well, if you had uh, if you had one thing to say to each of the three managers in your division, um, what would that be? If you could maybe expand, give give a little different answer for each. Well, Chris, let's see, he constantly rags on me because he says I inherited a huge stocked farm system, which was true when I told him. But didn't he inherit the Southern Division champs last year? That's right. Okay. That's right. He's All actually right. made, that team's made the playoffs five years in a row. Okay, Chris, you hear that? All right. See you in the, see you in the regular season, pal. <laughs> let's see. Then we got uh, Scott. <clears throat> Scott seems like a pretty cool dude. He's pretty active yeah, in the guy. league. He's uh, into Sharks. Oh, oh, yeah, he is. I saw that. Or I thought he. 
in your on your comment, you you thought he was the shark. I I couldn't tell. Oh, you couldn't tell. Gotcha. Um, yeah, seems like a cool cool guy. Too bad uh, he's a Braves fan. So I hope to be kicking his uh, ass in the BDL, and as the Phils run away with the NL East. That's right. That's and then right. we got uh, and we got Mark. I'll tell you what, Mark is one of the most unique individuals I ever met. Um, I think he would be great to have a beer with. Uh-huh. Great to go shooting with. Yeah. Uh, besides that, the guy's pretty crazy. Cracks me up. Apparently, one of these years he's he's gonna make it back to the U.S. and uh, we're all gonna have a big juicy steak. A uh, bottle of Jack. Um, and shoot some stop signs, was it? I, I saw <laughs> stop signs had something to do, but maybe there was some paint left on a stop sign. I don't know, man. I don't know either. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going uh, to skip this question. I'll come back to it real quick. Um, but in terms of the division, how do you think your division shapes up for 2011? I think we're all average teams. Hmm. It sucks saying that. I looked at all of our rosters, <laughs> and... I think we could all be fighting for first place and last place at the same time. Oh. So. Like, is it even worth making the playoffs? Yes, because okay. as we know, you're an easy beat in the playoffs. <laughs> so, as long as we can get in, we can knock off the cars mm. and then uh, somehow face up against the damage <clears throat> and basically get credit for second place. Yeah, the damage are looking pretty good for a three-peat at this point. I would say so. Yeah. Uh well, that, that kind of brings me to my next question. How do, how do you think the playoffs shape up? Damage one, cars two, damage wins championship. Sorry. Uh, I think I've been here before. Yeah. As you guys cannot see on the radio, <coughs> I think a small tear just trickled down. Several small tears. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, here's a quick one. F. Mary Kill. Howard Cano, David Wright. I don't get down like that, John. <laughs> but I would have to kill right. I would think so. Um, and we will not go <laughs> towards the other two. You don't think Robbie Cano is a little sexy? I mean, uh, or big sexy, right, Howard? No, 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 no. No, no, we're not going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so how does the BDL as a whole compare yeah. to other leagues that you've been a part of? Well, let me take a step back. <laughs> Every other league I've ever been in was for money. So I felt like the money part always made me want to drive to do better in these. And they were all annual leagues. None of them were keeper baseball leagues. So I thought going to the BDL was going to be weird to see like how competitive I would be, playing for basically just respect, pride. And I'll tell you what, the BDL I think is the best league I've ever been in, as gay as that sounds. <laughs> um, I, think like, I think like the fact that we're sitting here in Johnny Holmes' car and uh, recording – uh, a fake radio, uh, basically segment yep. is actually great. Like I get, I get a lot of kicks out of this stuff. Um, I think the guys in the league are awesome. The fact that we can put together a 16 man league where everybody is competitive, everybody's on the boards, you know, making my like workday go by, like whatever. I go to, at nine to five Eastern time when I'm on the boards pretty much. And whenever work slows down a little bit, I hop on there, usually lay for a couple minutes and then get back to work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, I think the uh, the BDL is definitely a great league, and uh, so thanks to Scott and Scotty and uh, all the other guys that helped build up this league. Yeah, we're mother effing trademarked. <laughs> I saw that, and uh, Scott, hey, <laughs> I'll that. that yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> looking around the league in the in your nine months, is there one manager who you've kind of admired 
from afar or said, you know, this guy does it right? I think uh, Bill. Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking the taking the cheap way out here, but uh, <laughs> you know, Champ does it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the fact that like I think during during the regular season, as Bill's dominating the regular season, I think I get a private message from him like every day, trying to better his squad. Mm. Uh, the guy's really like he'll give you the ins and outs of the player you want to get. And I told him because like I didn't know about a lot of the minor league guys that he had to offer, but uh, he kind of he kind of introduced me to a lot of them. Uh, he's very persistent. I mean, I don't even know. If we we may have made a couple minor trades. We didn't pull anything big, but I'll tell you what. Every day he was still knocking on my door. Uh, and the fact that he has, I think, a great team year in and year out. So I think he uh, I think he's doing a hell of a job. Seems like a cool guy too. Yeah, he does. Uh, hopefully, one of these years we'll get to uh, see him at a BDL event. Yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> Um, not to say that, uh, we can't have other BDL events across the country or even the globe. This, this BDL thing can, can grow to unimagined potential. Um, we've got several members on the West Coast. I tell them all the time, get together, like seriously, get together. Well, the fact that I thought, uh, (laughs) we were in three different countries, right? In the 2010 season. Oh, Canada, Sweden. yeah, Canada, Sweden, and the US. U.S., yeah. That's pretty crazy, I think. Yeah. Like, I, like when I was telling uh, my girlfriend Blair about it, it's just like, you know, it's pretty crazy. Like, this dude's in Sweden, and he's, like, in a fantasy baseball league. Watching games at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, I th- like, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, Chris is, uh, I think he said he's going to Spain in a, a week or two, and he said he'll be up trying to get the games. Uh, it's well, like, that's temporary, though. Yeah. No, the fact that, like, I'm just saying, like... Oh, absolutely. Permanent, st- yeah. Sucks for him. He's got to spend the first opening weeks <laughs> out of the country. Yeah, that's... Uh, back to the interview. <laughs> um, let's see. How how do you think over the past nine months your your knowledge of the minor leagues has grown? Well, it went from zero mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I have a good understanding now. Um, I mean, I, I knew the Phillies like minor league clubs and stuff like that. But now it's like, I want to go to these places. I want to see these players play in minor league stadiums. Um, the fact that I probably know, like now, I, I, whatever the top 25 guys in the minor leagues mm-hmm. is like a huge, I guess, come up. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm actually happy that I, I know a lot about the minor leagues. Now it happened, opened up like a whole new door with baseball. The fact that like, I don't know, just, it just opened up so much more <coughs> to the game. Now the fact, just, it's a bigger picture. Yeah, it is. For it your is team. It, it is. Yeah, I totally feel the same way. So uh, take two of your youngsters. Take uh, how about you compare and contrast the springs of Brett Wallace and, and Jesus Montero. Um, so who do you think will help more in eleven? Because one guy obviously earned a spot and another guy got sent down. And then who do you think will help you more in the future? Well, looking at the, um, <clears throat> I was able to watch a couple of the Yankees games. They were on, uh, I guess, like maybe the MLB Network. So, Montoya got a lot of playing time, so I was able to see him a couple games. And then that catcher spot, I really need the help there. Carlos Ruiz and my man and all, but... Huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm ready for Montoya to get up, but the numbers weren't there. And he's he's behind a couple guys that... Yeah. It's, it's just not going to happen in 11, hopefully. Maybe 12. <clears throat> Wallace? I'll tell you what, man. The guy hit the ball in the, uh, in the spring. Does that mean anything? No. So, let's see if he can do it. I guess coming up here in the uh, in the regular season, but um, yeah, I think Wallace may, may probably will contribute for the Mavericks in, in 2011. 
Montero's more long-term project. I think he'll be better overall long-term, probably. Montero? Just given the fact that he's a, <coughs> if he can stay a catcher, yeah, yeah, he has more value. We will see on that. Brett Wallace is a guy that I, I like loved when he came out of the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, he's kind of got a pedigree. Well, at least that's what they say or it's what you read about him. But. Well, if Wallace becomes a man, maybe you guys will see Howard on the blocks. There you go. All right. Um, let's see. You got any sleepers that you're, uh, you know, dynasty play, you know, ready to come up? You, you're really excited about this guy? Well, Kipnis, uh, hopefully he still plays behind Cano. If they're just leveraging a lot of guys for him. Mm. Uh, and I got, what, Gibson, Montgomery, some of the other guys that you, you mentioned here on my cheat sheet. Um, I'm ready for all my minor league pitchers to come up. Okay, yeah. I need help pitching bad. So any of these guys that can come up and contribute, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Speaking of doing it, uh, we're going to switch gears. What are your thoughts about attending You know, your first BDL weekend, BDL event? I can't wait to meet the guys. I think it's going to be awesome, the fact that Philadelphia's the host city. Um, hopefully everybody makes it out alive. Um, I think you guys are really going to have a great time. I talked to a lot of people around the country, and they all say Citizens Bank Park is probably one of the best ballparks they've ever been to. Absolutely. Uh, there's not a bad seat in the house. I know that's a cliche line. You hear that a lot, a lot of places. But I don't think there is a bad seat in the house. Um, the food's great. The fans are into the game, maybe a little too much, so you don't want to be rooting for who we see in the Padres. That's right. So maybe the West Coast guys better stay on the West Coast for this one. For this one. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm glad. What, we got about how many people? 12 deaths, definitely? Oh, I don't know. I, I think we got a little more than that. Maybe 12 or 14. 12 or 14 deaths. So, I think, yeah, I think it's great uh, to, to meet you guys. Everyone seems cool, so I'm pretty excited. It's poised to be the largest ever. Last year... We uh we had purchased thirteen tickets. Yeah. Uh, to go to Cincinnati. Things came up. Turns out four of us went. <laughs> oh man. I w- it sucked. I mean, we had plenty of room, um, but we missed the guys for sure. And this one is looking to be epic. I got the tickets in the mail yesterday. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Well, I'm gonna be around the the city all weekend. So whenever you guys you guys want to get in town, uh, get a beer, whatever. Yeah. I'm game. We gotta start planning the whole weekend. And uh, lots of fun. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Random questions. What type of music do you like? I like it all. Uh, <laughs> what a cool answer, huh? But yeah. uh, nah, it's I like uh, mainly I listen to rock, alternative stuff like that. Um, I throw in some rap, uh, some old rap, new rap, whatever. Uh, I like the oldies, techno, house music. I like it all. Country, I'll get down. Wow, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Man, it likes it all. Um, (laughs) What's your favorite uh, movie or your top five movies you got? Well, I usually answer that question with what? uh, Braveheart, definitely number Uh one. Maverick, two. It's another Mel Gibson movie. You ever see that one? Um, Yes. Card plan, yeah. Um, I like Toy Story. Just the fact that I, like, with Pixar, like, I think that movie was kind of revolutionary. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it cracked me the hell up. Uh, so they're my top three, four or five, whatever. There, there's many on the knocking to, yeah. to come into that, the top three, but uh, we'll leave it at that. Where did the, um, speaking of Maverick, where did the Crystal River Mavericks come from? Because I, I don't really remember. When you told me about that last June. It comes from the movie Maverick. Does it? Yeah, Mel Gibson. It's, uh, I guess I'm going to be giving up on my team. It's supposedly the, the fictitious town. 
is Crystal River. Okay. And then Mavericks, the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, that's great. Yeah, it's, that's all plays on the movie. <clears throat> How about uh, places you've never been that you'd love to see? You know, ballparks outside of uh, the baseball genre? Well, <clears throat> um, definitely want to go up to Fenway, see that. Mm-hmm. Places I've been to, I'll, I'll give you a list, and I guess the, the stands are um, Yankee Stadium. I went to Turner Field uh, this past October. I've been to Wrigley. Um, going out in West in June, I think we're going to go to Petco Park. Um, so you got to call Bill then. Yeah, that's what I, is he San Diego? Well, he's in uh, I he's, North Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, North Cal, South Cal, right? He likes, he likes the Padres. He likes the Giants. Yeah. I'm sure he'll make the trip for you. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Um, so let's see. So, yeah. Um, there, there's other places I've been. So on my baseball to do was Fenway. Yep. Um, places that I want us to see in the world, I guess. I would love to like travel internationally. Uh, right now I don't have anything planned, but wherever I can go see, I'll, I'll see. I love traveling. I hate flying. Yes, you do. <laughs> this so. guy's beyond afraid of flying. Didn't you just go somewhere recently though? Yeah, I just got back from Vegas. Right. And you flew. Oh yeah. Obviously. I'll, yeah. Um, uh, it's fi- it was five hours of hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just sit there. It was, what, on, on the day we went out. We went out Wednesday before March Madness. It's like uh, our flight got delayed leaving Philly. Imagine that. So we probably take off, like, <laughs> 1130 Eastern time. Uh-huh. So it's like everybody on the plane sleeping. I'm sitting there in my chair. I got the chair gripped as tight as possible, just staring <laughs> straight ahead. Like, there was a couple of times I looked around, everybody sleeping with, like, iPods on. And I'm like the madman, like sitting there, like, oh my god, this is. Do you have anything to drink? I drink before I get on the plane. When I get on the plane, I I don't like do anything. You can't do I don't anything. Move. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy. It's it's intense. I don't. Luckily, I'm able to do it because I love traveling, like I said. But yeah. So now for uh, I guess what you've been waiting waiting for what what is it if anything that you'd like to say to uh, our friends our compadres at uh, Stuck in the Ivy. What's that? <laughs> Stuck in the Ivy. Um, it's a, uh, a video show, kind of like uh, two guys. They, they never, get together. Never heard of it. No? No. Um, managers in the in the BDL. He's, uh, Craig and John. Do you I, know I, that? I heard of Craig and John. Yeah. Yeah, Bulldogs one, right? Right, Blue. right. Yeah. They seem like cool the guys. Bulldogs are the old bums. And the old bums are the old bulldogs now. Yeah, they seem like cool guys. Do they, they have a show? Yeah, it's been around for a while. Oh. Uh, send me the link. <laughs> right. Let's see. Any final words for the BDL and its millions? And the millions! Of fans out there? Uh. No. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome getting to know you, man. I, I kind of already know you, but uh, this is a great outlet to, uh, I don't know, talk to the league, let them hear your voice, you know. A lot of them get to see your face soon, and um, it's it's a great bunch of guys. Uh, I'm really happy you're in the league. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, like I said, the fact that we put together 16 competitive teams, I think is awesome. And the fact that, like, 16 guys just crack me up usually when I'm, whenever I'm on the boards, that's great. Uh, I don't think you can find us anywhere else. I'm used to like being in what a like a twelve man annual draft mm-hmm. where it's like two of the guys after the draft they don't even log on to the site. Yeah, one guy's auto picking. <laughs> yeah. One guy's auto picking, two guys they, they once they draft their team, they don't care. Try to get the cash. Yeah. So it's like basically 
you'll you 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 have a pretty good chance of winning the money, but it's like seriously, like, dude, you you have two pitchers starting this week, like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nick, uh, look forward to meeting you guys. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to this interview, and uh, see you around. Okay, thanks, guys, and uh, uh, Owens, appreciate you taking the time to uh, to speak with us here on TMO, and uh, hope to see you in uh, in Philly in a few months. Before we get off the air um, today, just want to take a quick little moment to congratulate the uh, undrafted free agents of the Black Diamond Basketball Association for wrapping up their back-to-back championship titles uh, just last week. Um, of course, the team belongs to Mike Polduro and uh, did a really good job this year, and it, it was a such an epic final uh, with the with the Mighty Cobras. And uh, but uh, but he, he he earned it, he deserves it, and uh, it was a great win. Congratulations, Mike. Absolutely, congratulations, Mike. Uh, I do believe you're coming to Philly. I I might be wrong, but I think you are in July. You got to help me out. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for the lottery pick. Uh, Teach me about basketball, oh wise sage. Um, I'm serious because last time I asked, you're like, get better players, <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do with that? So um, I uh, genuinely would like some help. Uh, congratulations! Awesome. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us today, and we will talk to you soon. You have been listening to Two Men On. We're out. <laughs>